everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from still unseasonably warm Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, uh, well, I mean, first off, we have a new president of the oh United God. States. Oh, my God. Did you notice that I, like, talked oh. about the weather I, oh. in, the, in our little opening thing? Because guess what? There's, like... There's little less panic in my life right now. <laughs> There's a little less like extreme anxiety in my oh, life right now. I uh, know it's it's pretty amazing, isn't it? Um, yeah. But we wanted to talk about the inauguration and yeah, the fact that it seemed to be kind of a um, church service of sorts. It was um, it was pretty heavy on the Jesus. <laughs> So, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And it's not, uh, it's not all roses and, 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 you know, I, what's another nice thing besides roses? I don't know. Chocolate. It's, chocolate. it's not all roses and chocolate over here. You guys, <laughs> there's, there's some negative stuff too. We could there talk is, about. There is. Um, but <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm having a hard time. Like there's a part of me that's like, how do dare you look at the negative right now frank right like yeah. how dare you enjoy this moment yeah but, i don't think we're you and i are going to be like particularly disposed to just shitting on stuff <laughs> we'll just we're just gonna lightly bounce along it it's, we'll we'll notice it a little we'll play food we'll pay for some thought. attention you know just some but, things uh, I don't think we're gonna be like, this is the worst uh, at this moment. I think that I think that we're not in that headspace right now. No, no, not at all. Uh, all right, Dan. Yeah. Um, as we've been wont to do on this show uh, during the pandemic, we've talked a lot about it, and uh, right now the vaccine um, is our uh, best hope for uh, normalcy and uh, life re yeah. returning to any semblance of normality yeah. um and you and i are probably only like you know what 22 months away from getting it so we're in great shape uh we're definitely not uh high on the list no so no, i'm all the way down i've i've been thinking about acquiring some um uh health issues that right? could potentially uh bump me up on the list no that's terrible. i'd get a job as a teacher but nobody would hire me so <laughs> All right. So well, we just have to wait. We're just going to wait. <laughs> um, you know, some people are kind of concerned, though, about the vaccine and, and oh. uh, potential side effects. You know, it's good right. to ask questions. Right? Right, Dan? You don't only if you're blindly... willing to actually hear the answer. <laughs> well, there's a rabbi by the name of Daniel Asor um, who he's, he's worried about one particular uh, potential side effect. Uh, from the COVID uh, vaccine, which is it could make you gay. <laughs> He's oh apparently got a large uh, online following, uh, and he has urged his followers to not be vaccinated against the coronavirus, warning them that doing so might turn them into homosexuals. Oh now, my see, god. This is how it works. And he, he Oh, there's a mechanism it. for oh, it. Oh, there totally is. Okay. Um, so he says that any vaccine made using an embryonic substrate, okay? And he okay. says that we have that there's evidence of this can cause quote opposite tendencies. <laughs> He, oh man, will it make me want to clean more? Because that'd be nice. <laughs> he claims that both uh, the uh, coronavirus and the vaccine um, um, are works of a global malicious government uh -huh. uh, comprising of the Freemasons, the Illuminati, uh, Bill Gates. It's um, really and funny. I it does I I. It's funny because you hear a lot about global governmental conspiracy theories, but does he not know that those always eventually lead to anti-Semitism? It's always about the Jews. I, I just, know. He I should, was he should know better thing. than this. Like, like, like why? And, and shouldn't he just like, how could you be Jewish and into these same, these conspiracy theories? Wouldn't you just want to be like, Shh, it's the protocols of the elders of the Masons. <laughs> it's like, 
he's like the people are talking about Jewish people, you know, running, you know, some global whatever. Right. Jews should just Glo- be like globalist. Shh, always means Jewish. Shh, don't tell anyone. We're actually <laughs> in charge. Oh my, oh god. my god! I absolutely love it. Um, I was also wondering, like, if it causes opposite tendencies, maybe this could work for gay people to like no longer to be straight. Yeah, he should be like. Like, he should be embracing it to, like... <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be great if he just <laughs> accidentally ends up saving the lives of all of his gay constituents? <laughs> Trying to make them straight. He's just encouraging all of the gay folks to go and get vaccinated, <sighs> and they're the ones that are in, end up surviving the I damn thing. I just love it. It's so funny. Oh, can I just say, you know, if it, didn't co- if it wouldn't complicate current relationships, I would be, like, all for it. Like... Turn me gay. I just don't want to get coronavirus. I don't care who I love at the end of it. I just, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it would complicate things for a minute, but you'd figure yeah, it out. Yeah. You know. I, I, I like guys. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I just. Not... You know plenty of gay men. <laughs> right. I, believe me, there's a lineup. If I, if I, if I come out, I'm going to be okay on the love front. Uh, like, yeah. There's going to be some candidates. I'm sure. I don't know. I I that that may have sounded very uh very arrogant. I'm I'm just gay bait. I don't know why. It's just a, it's just a fact. All right. Uh I am going to uh talk a bit about so here's the thing. The, the national uh elections garnered all of the attention as well they should have. The national elections were very very important in these United States this year. Mm-hmm. But we need not to, we need to not forget that uh there are still local uh politicians doing oh, yeah. stuff Absolute. having an effect on our lives yes uh one of those shit balls is <laughs> representative Terry Jones not the fun Terry Jones from Monty Python but a different Terry Jones from North Dakota <laughs> who has just filed a bill h this this would be hb 1476 Oh, that one. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. You're you're I'm definitely familiar. familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Which is basically like uh, it, uh, it takes a a very interesting approach to how to. Uh, I mean, the bill is basically it should be called the North Dakota wants to hate LGBT people. Oh God. Uh, LGBTQ people. Okay. Uh, it is entirely a hate bill. Oh God. Um. Which includes a very long preface section where it defines terms. Uh-huh. And boy, is he interesting at defining terms. Uh, and for a, a hot minute, I thought that he did not know what one of the key words meant. But it turns out he does. Here's the thing. Uh, I'll, just, I'll just read his definition, which is an important definition apparently to him, of Drag queen story time, which is, he says, drag queen story time means a non-secular event where men dress up as women and display an inherently sexualized performance targeting minors with the purpose of promoting and normalizing the faith-based beliefs and practices that stem from the secular humanist religion. His angle, very specific. Like, to be what? what to, be, <laughs> to be clear about this, his angle is that all of the LGBTQ, everything that he can think of that's LGBTQ plus, mm-hmm. stems from their belief in the uh, secular humanist religion, <laughs> and is therefore. Religious in nature, and the government can't support it. Oh, that's brilliant! That's a good it's, argument. It's a great. It's a. It's a oh, really, it's really solid argument, especially I, considering that if you asked him, should we be able to promote Christianity, he oh. would probably definitely say yes. He'd be great with it. Of course, he would. He'd be, yeah. He loves that shit. It's fine to promote the right religion, just not that secular humanist bullshit. Right. Uh, here's and what he has to say. This is an amazing. Drag queens. 
if, yeah, why do you single out, <laughs> single out drag queen story time? I love that. And I also love, it, it says a lot about a person when a drag queen reading a children's book to children yeah. who's just dressed in non-gender non conforming clothing. Right. When that is deemed to be an inherently sexualized performance targeting minors. Dude, uh, they're reading a book. Yeah. That is the extent of the activity right. is reading a book. They're not in doing makeup their, and their, their dress. Like, club performance. Yeah. Right? Which yeah. may or may not be sexual. Yeah. In nature. I've seen, it's usually like, it's... I mean, I've seen plenty of RuPaul's Drag Race, and they right. sometimes like to get racy. Yeah, but mostly they're just walking and lip syncing. Exactly, it's kind yeah. of fine. Yes, no big deal. So oh, yeah, amazing. there's that. Uh, here, here, this lovely phrase. He couldn't bring himself to say transgender, <laughs> uh, or gender nonconforming, or anything like that. Right. That would be too, that would be a bridge too far for him. So. Here's how uh, the ne here's how that definition starts. Quote, and he he uses a quotation mark here. Quote, and for the British people, that's inverted commas to you. <laughs> non secular, self asserted, sex <laughs> sex based identity narrative. Unquote. What oh. means. An unproven faith based identity, implicitly religious moral stance that is not predicated on self-evident neutral truth and is a story that provides the individual with a sense of purpose and serves as a commentary on sexual practices, sexual preference, faith, morality, and life. Good God. Woo! So there you go. All you trans people that think <laughs> that you're just affirming your actual gender identity that's not what you're doing you're engaging in a non-secular self-asserted sex-based identity narrative so suck on that you religious person you all right Dan. oh my god from and no somehow what's amazing about that is that somehow the fact that all of these things are religious to him means things like no marriage licenses for same-sex or trans couples. Which, how do you get to there? Because if the fact that it's religious means no marriage licenses are issued, I, you've got a problem, buddy. Because I'm pretty sure you want your Christian daughter to have a marriage license issued to her, but she wants to do it in a church. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's crazy. It's just insane. <laughs> it's whatever's convenient, right? Yeah. Well, I'm guessing it won't pass, but it's North Dakota, so who the right. fuck knows? Yep. Well, from North Dakota, Dan, to Malaysia. Ooh. Which, uh, is, a, which is a route often traveled. <laughs> North Dakotans yes, are huge love into Malaysia. Malaysia. Um, yeah. Uh, thematically, though, it, it's not too far off. <laughs> not um, far off. Yeah, sure. Uh, as far as like um, this story is concerned, at least. Uh, it turns out that the uh, Malaysian government is considering um, making their current punishments uh, for members of the LGBT uh, community uh, even crazier and heavier than they already are. Um, you, so you're saying, let I'm me just saying, make sure that I'm understanding, that there are already punishments just for being gay? Yeah. Okay, great. So um so uh, basically currently um if you were caught being gay um they uh there's a, a 3-year imprisonment, a fine of $1200 uh and six strokes of the cane. Jesus. Um, and this is not enough uh, according to Deputy Minister uh Ahmad Marzuk Sherry of the uh, Religious Affairs Department. Uh, he said that these current sentences uh, were not seen as giving much effect on 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 this issue, on this group Weird. of people. Weird, it didn't stop people it didn't from stop being gay. It didn't people from being gay. Shocking. So clearly, we're not doing enough. Right. 
so weird. It shouldn't be laughing because it's horrifying. It's and I feel really bad yeah. for for uh, LGBT folk in Malaysia. Yeah. Um, but this kind of thinking is just unbelievable. Um, he says um, he says that all all state religious agencies and enforcers and with, with, let's back up a little bit about Malaysia. It is a Muslim country. Yeah. Officially, they have Sharia courts, right? Yeah. Um, and so uh, he says all state religious agencies and enforcers have been instructed instructed to take action against uh, those um, LGBT people who do not behave accordingly. Um, he's, uh, he's very upset about people who do not dress as required of their gender. Right. Um, and so forth. And what a, what a so treat on. it is to live there. I'm, it must be just a, just a treat. Well, it's supposed to be beautiful, right? Here's the thing. What's the over under on that guy totally being gay? Uh, well, I his picture's right here. He's got a... Mm. Uh, I'm just it's saying 50-50. I'm just saying the lady doth protest too much methinks. <laughs> oh, he needs the punishments to be because he's like he's feeling weak, right? He's, he's like oh. he's like maybe I could deal with six <laughs> lashings of a cane, right? Yeah. No, just only or three just, years or, or in prison? just that 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 schoolyard thing of I'm not gay he's gay get him sort of right. thing yeah hmm. deflecting <laughs> oh my god all right well I want to talk about two two different lawsuits involving uh last minute or or pretty close to last minute Trump uh policies that were put put into place oh uh, boy Pretty shitty policies, uh, all about making sure that religious privilege reigns supreme in these United States. God. Yeah. Uh, the first one is a it's it's a, a lawsuit that has been brought by the Fufurf and American atheists, uh, including some other and some other civil rights groups. Uh, and they're th this is a lawsuit because. Um, there are certain religious freedom protections that, and we, I think we talked about this a little bit, but basically, uh, the Trump administration put in new rules that meant that, uh, basically faith-based service providers like adoption services or, or, uh, you know, homeless shelters mm -hmm. or, uh, food banks, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. They, when these rules went into place, basically it meant, you know, there were a whole bunch of rules in place that, to protect non-religious uh, people or people of a different religion from having to listen to your Christian bullshit just because I need a fucking bowl of soup. Right. Like, just give me the food and you don't proselytize to me. And so there were rules in place so that, uh, you know, if someone said that they were uncomfortable with something, then those people would have to refer that person to a service provider that didn't uh, right. preach at them or whatever. There were a whole bunch of protections in place, which the Trump administration just gutted. So American Atheists and Freedom From Religion Foundation are suing the Trump administration uh, for rolling back those. Because uh, And this wasn't just like right at the end of... It was like... Like the... Like, yeah. Anyway. So wait. It was so last month. So you can sue the administration even after I guess they've I, you know, uh, left I, office? I, I'm not a legal expert. Maybe we should have Andrew Seidel back on to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, maybe we really should just because there's a lot going on right now. Yeah. And uh, But the, the point is, and I'll talk about this other one too, uh, that there is, you know, if we just, it may well be that the Biden administration just reverses this the way he's reversed a bunch of other stuff. Hmm. But I don't know that he's going to get to these in part because does he want to spend political capital and, and, you know, invest the time in stuff that will make him that, that can be, make him be painted as 
going against religious freedom. Right. Because that's how they've that's how they've spun this is, you know, is that this is, <clears throat> you know, religious freedom being championed. The uh, the second lawsuit is uh, is about Betsy DeVos, who guys, she's gone. <laughs> it's amazing. You guys, so many bad people aren't in our government anymore. It's amazing. <laughs> and all of these qualified people are lining up to join. It's uh, anyway, uh, sorry, Betsy DeVos, former uh, secretary of education and just terrible, terrible person. Yeah. Um, so basically, old Betsy puts in a rule that says that schools, colleges could lose their federal funding. Jeez. If they applied non-discrimination rules to religions. So like <laughs> if there was a group on campus that was a religious group, they could discriminate. They would be allowed to discriminate <laughs> with abandon, with glee. Because it's their religious right. Because it's their religious right to, to discriminate. And exclude anybody Who, that they wanted to. Ever they want. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and That's so, beautiful. So, wow. Cool. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that nice? So yeah. Now uh, the, there's another lawsuit. This one's by American Atheists and uh, Americans United for Separation of Church and State. And they're basically uh, saying, hey, uh, no, <laughs> let us not. <laughs> you know, if the whole point is non-discrimination it is not us discriminating against you to force you to also not discriminate. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Uh, the, the, the lawsuit itself says that the Trump administration is forcing colleges to choose between protecting students and losing federal funding, which, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Easy enough. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Uh, this is all part of the work that now needs to be done to try and clean up the fucking mess that the Trump administration has left. Ugh, good Lord. Well, Dan. Yeah. Um, do you like cake? I like, I like cake. I, li I, really I like some cake. I don't like all cake. What cake don't you like? I'm, I'm not a big fan of like just like white cake. Oh, interesting. It's just boring. Mm. Anyway, okay. but cake. I cake, like cake. Cake in general, it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, well, over in Egypt, a woman has found herself in some hot water. Uh oh. Um, because she... <laughs> um, she's been accused and a, a detained for a spell... Uh, for having baked indecent cakes. Oh. Uh-oh. Um, she, let's see, the, the cakes were topped with genitalia. And oh, dear. underwear um, <gasps> that was made from uh, fondant icing. Sure. Right? Okay. Um, and there was a, there was a, a birthday party that she took them to, at, at apparently at some she she uh sports club in cairo um that's super exclusive oh, um, yeah. and uh the, of course people took pictures and put them on the internet why do that's people what you do. do this come on you just eat the damn thing <laughs> um i mean i you should be smarter than to do that in Egypt. Yeah, right here. Here, you, it's you, you just need annoying. to post the picture of the dirty <laughs> of the dirty cake. That's funny. Might as well post it. I say, quit taking pictures of your food. It's cake, um, but anyway. it's got underwear on it. I Frank. know. Okay, whatever. <laughs> you got me, Dan. Underwear on cake requires post I, I would have to open up i'd have to reopen my facebook account so that i could i could share that with the world um anyway the the photographs went viral in yeah in egypt that's and, not good and uh so the 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 baker was arrested and <sighs> then released on a, about 200 uh 300 dollars bail um and uh, apparently, just having been at the party, um, a number of other people are also facing legal action. Oh, my God. Uh, because the Dar al-Ifta, which I had to look up, 
It's a fatwa foundation, Dan. Oh, fun. Um, they wrote... That's delightful. <laughs> I just love the idea. They're, we're we're found fatwa foundation. <laughs> this is what we do. We just issue fatwas. It's just kind of our gig. Um, they posted on Facebook that the that products featuring sexual representations were, quote, an assault on the value system and a crude abuse of society. Mm. Um, they, uh, a human rights lawyer in Egypt tweeted that the incident confirmed uh, that there is a segment of society with support of the state that wants to eliminate any space for personal freedom in Egypt under the pretext of safeguarding Egyptian family values. Um, yeah. They should go to North Dakota. <laughs> I have a feeling they would get along. Yeah. Right? Like if they could just get past certain things. We, we the Muslim really... ban's been lifted. They're going to be fine. They can get there. It'll be good. Yeah, it's amazing to me. Like, there it's not go. like she op- she opened up a store, right? She ba- she yeah. baked them and took them to a private party. Yeah, I guess they yeah, stopped she, being she, private. She wasn't like it wasn't a private party at a school. It was right. it was at a club. Well, hey, you know what? Since we're on the topic of uh, offensive sweets, Uh-oh. I'll close us out with the outrage of one million moms, <laughs> the tw- which we the always have to point out women in- is, <laughs> is 4,000 4, followers on Twitter, so <laughs> not, not quite a million moms, Ooh, and it's probably close, a bunch though. of those are us following, you know, like people like me following them on Twitter because I find them delightful. Uh, anyway, OMM has decided that they are going to take great issue Uh-oh. with a commercial that has launched in the UK. Oh, no. Uh, it is not something that has been shown here in the United States, but it is it it is causing a stir. Because oh. this is a commercial for the 50-year-old confection, the Cadbury Cream Egg. Oh, yeah, I love the Cadbury Cream Egg. They're a little too rich for me these days, but oh, uh, no. but a classic, a classic. This is a, for those who don't know, which, where have you been? But uh, <laughs> it, this is a an egg-shaped confection with mm-hmm. a chocolate outer shell. Mm-hmm. And then on the inside is, uh, is ooey-gooey sort of almost meant to approximate the uh, the in- interior of an actual egg, but it's just uh, sweet, They're gooey. They're just delightful. It's like the best thing. Yeah. I love them so much. Yeah. They're, they, are be- they are a beloved treat. It is true. Apparently ours are not as good. Oh. Because they get the- better ones in the UK? Yeah, because um, they just wrap it in like, you know, Hershey chocolate in the United States, which, you know... Yeah. has that vomit flavor in it that Europeans <laughs> like to point out. So, <laughs> Anyway, uh, Cadbury released a, a new uh, commercial for it, which was basically celebrating the 50 years that this cream egg has been available. Uh, and the, the theme of which is basically just, hey, enjoy it however you want to, mm. and shows a bunch of people. And, you know, as is... As is uh, so so trendy right now <laughs> they included pe- a whole bunch of different kinds of people you know they had people of different races and different uh you, you know one one woman who i think had a uh, prosthetic hand and all sorts of crazy stuff but the part that uh that one million moms are so oh. enraged about <laughs> there was two men oh no yeah, it gets worse. Uh-oh. Sharing a cream egg <gasps> by both biting into it at the same time. No. In a, in a sort of, uh, yeah, in a very uh, Lady and the Tramp eating spaghetti sort of way. <laughs> that is only a heterosexual act. Right. Dan. Only, <laughs> only heterosexuals can eat meat in the middle something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's otherwise it's obviously disgusting, Ugh. or rather, as uh, OMM's Monica Cole says, it is quote graphic and offensive, <laughs> uh, and uh, how you know, 
and it's terribly disrespectful of a way for the company to quote celebrate the risen savior. That, that is not what chocolate eggs are celebrating. <laughs> well, I mean, they do release them around Easter. It's sort of part of that tradition, but come on. That's it's it's not about Jesus. Not at all. If it were about Jesus, it would be the Cadbury Cross, and that would be a different uh, confection altogether. Also cream-filled. So, obviously, <laughs> you have to still fill it with cream. Like, what else well, would I you mean, put in? I mean, come on. What could be gayer than a, uh, than an, a, a chocolate filled with cream? Come on. I don't know. It's, it's not so a thing. Gay. So gay. So, I, I, I'm, anyway. trying, I'm trying to help you, Dan. I don't... Here's the thing. Uh obviously i mean and, and I, this is probably obvious to all of our listeners but obviously if a man and a woman were doing this she would think it was cute mm -hmm. she would think it was wholesome and fine uh yeah. but when two men do it it is graphic graphic frank anyway there you go hey uh, if any of you would like to tell us how gay your favorite treat is, please feel free to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com, or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There is more show coming up, guys. Hey, Dan. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> oh. so one thing that I thought was just going to happen with the whole, like, tr you know, the inauguration has happened. Trump is officially out of office. Yes. Biden is our president. I just figured that all of the prophets who had predicted that uh, Christian prophets who had predicted that, that Trump was going to be reelected. And then when that didn't work, out for them you know that the, then something would happen and 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 trump would somehow stay in power right right i just figured they'd all slink away tail between their legs just pretend they never said anything <laughs> just yeah and we would never hear about that again right i was wrong i was horribly, oh my god horribly wrong i have to tell you guys uh everybody I'm I I don't I think gloating is stupid and ugly. Uh, I only engage in it every now and then. But man, I just watching, just going to all of the Twitter feeds of all of the quote unquote prophets that had that were absolutely positive Trump was going to have his, his second term or whatever. It, it did give me life after the election <laughs> after the inauguration. It was my everything <laughs> uh that and QAnon. anyway uh mm. here we have for you to have the same amount of life as i've been given <laughs> uh hank kuneman hank kuneman tata uh who is going to uh tell us why uh it he's uh he's not r repenting for his prophecy you can't tell me over hundreds or thousands of prophetic voices, intercessors, believers all missed it. In other words, I believe God is saying we need to wait and stand and take a position like David. Is there not a cause? And here's what I would say. Come back and talk to me in four years. You say that's ridiculous. Well, four years. You, you said President Trump would be reelected. He was. But come back and talk to me in four years. In other words, they thought Noah was a fool. Noah prophesied something that had never been done in the history of the earth. He said it would rain, and the scoffers, the whole world was against him. You talk about a guy who the whole world was against. It was Noah. They scoffed him. They rejected him. They mocked him. But in the end, they had prophetic blindness yeah. until God moved, and that's what's going to happen. Prophetic blindness oh, was what they had, Frank. I must be prophetically blind. You must be. I must. Because that's, like, that's like a fool, yeah. like a fool, Frank, you are now believing that just because Joe Biden was inaugurated and that and literally uh, uh, Trump left the Oval Office, left the White House permanently. Yeah. Uh, that he's that Trump's not going to have another four years. <laughs> Prophetically are you blind. kidding me? Prophetically blind. I, uh, I thought it was astigmatism, but uh, it turns out. <laughs> 
turns out <laughs> you just can't see the profits for what they are. You, I loved how he opens this, opened it with, uh, you can't tell me that hundreds of prophets prophesying this thing are actually wrong. Impossible. <laughs> Come and talk to me in four years. Will someone please remind me in four years to, uh, in, to you know, when... Uh, Such when, your Siri. When, hey, Siri, remind me in four years. Yeah, right? Uh, to, to When President Harris she'll has been inaugurated she to will go do and yeah. talk to, to Hank Kuhneman Do it about right now. It. Do it. Hey, Siri. I'm going to do it. Okay, yeah. I'm doing it. Okay. Hang on. Good. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Siri, don't. <laughs> no, hang on. Uh, remind me in four years to make fun of Hank Kuhneman for getting his prophecy wrong. Done. All right, it's done. Okay, good. Good. Excellent. You, uh, you couldn't just go with standard Siri, Dan, by the way. No. No, I cannot. <laughs> I absolutely, First of all, it feels so wrong to me to be ordering around a woman, so I had to make it a male voice. And it might as well be a British male, because then it feels like I have a butler. <laughs> so there you go. Siri is my butler. Uh, I switched mine to a male voice as well, but mine's yeah. good old American voice. Okay. <laughs> uh, we, listen, we, uh, before we get in too much trouble, we, uh, we had some folks write into us. Yes. So I, th I think we should, uh, we should respond. Okay. TJ... In Adelaide, South Australia, nice. wrote in to say, uh, Hi, Frank and Dan, love the show. Uh, you were talking about Hillsong. Uh, you remember, Frank, this was, this was the, this is the, the big mega church that had a bit of a breakdown, and, uh, and Justin Bieber's not going there anymore, mm. and their main dude in New York was fired, and this is just chaos. Anyway, right. uh, uh, TJ goes on, Well, Hillsong was started in Australia. No. And worse, our scummy prime minister is a member. Hillsong what? is one of the worst religions, but seems to have a constant churn of members. People join all enthusiastic and then become disenchanted with the massive amounts of money leadership skim from the, the people and leave again. Uh. Anyway, uh, sorry for inflicting another crappy religion on you guys. Kim Ham, <laughs> Ken Ken Ham is enough. an Aussie too. I'm sorry to say, keep up the good work. Nice. And, oh, and and TJ says I hope Frank can get, can get down here soon. Well, I want to come too, well, TJ. Yeah, and Adelaide is on our list, actually. Oh yeah. So yeah, actually, because uh, because your husband spent a lot of time and, in Adelaide. Yeah, he worked there for three years, actually. Did his postdoc. So there you go. So. Oh yeah. Uh, but do uh, please stop sending us your crazy religious people. We don't. We we're full. <laughs> we uh, we've had we enough. Are, we are full. Oh, no, 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 no seconds, please. There's no room. Uh, everyone, all the rest of the world, please, uh, let's just let's just put a little moratorium on sending us your loonies. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll export for a while. How about that? Nice. All right. Uh, Stephen wrote into us. Uh, oh, you know what? Instead of Stephen, uh, we'll get to Stephen, but let's do a, a voicemail, let's shall we? Let's do a voicemail. Hey, Dan and Frank. This is Redacted from Utah. I just wanted to mention an interesting thing which occurred recently. My wife's youngest sibling, who's under 15 years old and lives in an extremely Mormon household, came out to my wife as ex-Mormon. He then started on a bit of a tirade about church history and about how often a awful a person old Joe Smith was. Uh, the thing I found interesting, though, was some of the points he brought up were points that I've heard recently on your show. I asked him if he was listening to Thank God I'm Atheist, and he said that he hadn't heard of it, but that he might give it, a tr give it a try. You're welcome. I think probably that the ideas you guys spew out into the ether have been able to filter through the Internet and maybe even reach curious people who have questions about their parents' faith. I know it's just some anecdotal evidence, but... I would be willing to bet that you and other shows like yours are really having having an effect on the younger generation, even if they don't hear the ideas directly from your mouth. Anyway, thanks for the work you do. Your show is fantastic. Davis Bless. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, first of all, Davis Bless is the cutest thing I've ever heard That's in amazing. my life. 
Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> Love uh, that. Awesome. Dave, David, you, you all know Davis, our Lord and Savior. Anyway, yeah. uh, and we'll get to some Davis a little in just a second. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to take full credit. I think uh, we <laughs> definitely are the ones who had this effect. And uh, it's all us. And, I mean, and yeah, I mean, we're clever and there might be some, you know, original ideas that come out of this every once in a while. But, you know, we also read a lot. So, yeah. And pay attention to what other people are saying. So, yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. But I, I love that idea. I hope I hope we but, have. I hope we've helped spread some stuff. So and the other the other thing is that like we all all of these different sources, mm -hmm. you know, serve to magnify and uh, and and enlighten each other. So yeah. it's like. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm I'm pretty proud to be part of that that's the circle of uh, ruining people's religious <laughs> lives. Oh, I hope I hope things go well for the kid. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, this is I threatened to read Stephen's email. Here's Stephen. Uh, there's one other huge way to get involved in local government, uh, especially to, in local government, especially, and that is committees. Depending oh. on the jurisdiction, there may be opportunities to be appointed to committees that do a lot of work. That's true. After losing many elections, I have been appointed to a couple of committees in my city. Hmm. Committees are nice because it you, it is usually a much lower commitment and you get to get your hands deep into issues. I'm currently serving on three committees with varying time commitments. Planning Commission having the biggest commitment uh, of one meeting a month. Wow, yeah. Committees are also a great way to make connections and get your name in the public eye to build some of that name recognition that may be necessary to run in the future. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Stephen also says, I can also tell you that there are currently six open spots on city committees in my town right now that would be filled by the first person to want it. <laughs> so I think that's great. What, yeah. a, what a cool way to, to sort of get in there be a part of the conversation and uh and just be open you know be an open atheist in in government i think that that's uh that's important and it's awesome yeah. so get out there and do that uh, it's wonderful that's a great, uh, great i'll i'll play another uh voicemail shall i yeah this is um somebody who had an experience uh he's responding to the fact that we brought up dave ramsey last week right oh right and, yes. and what a shitty boss he clearly is dave ramsey being the financial advisor guy right this the the, the deeply christian. christian financial advisor guy which explicably <laughs> don't need to be related at all yeah. as as uh barry will let us know yeah hey guys barry from fort worth here i wanted to call in so i have a dave ramsey related story uh, my wife and i actually have followed his program uh, for a few years um, we actually have paid off a lot of debt, so it does work. I can't say that there's a scam involved. I don't. I think there's maybe a product or two that you can buy, but there's no pressure to do that. Of course, we did cut out the giving 10% to Jesus portion of it, um, but overall it does work. My story actually comes from joining a Dave Ramsey Facebook group. Uh, after being in for a couple of weeks, uh, a guy posts about uh, not wondering how he's going to be able to tithe because he's so far in debt, thousands and thousands of dollars in debt. So I comment and tell him that if he's in debt, he's not actually making money. 10% of nothing is nothing, so he doesn't have to worry about tithing uh, until he's in the clear. So I get a warning almost immediately from the group admin saying that I'm going against Dave's teachings and that uh, if I do it again, I'm out of the group. So I'm just blown away. I didn't know this guy was some guru or God or prophet or whatever that we were supposed to follow, you know, unquestionably. So a few more weeks go by. It's getting close to Christmas. And uh, actually on Christmas Day, people are posting pictures of, you know, just disappointed and heartbroken children with gifts that they've bought from the thrift store or whatever hand-me-down gifts that uh, cost them little to no money and they're just delighting in how disappointed these kids are because these are their quote ramsey gifts and so uh, this was kind of the final straw for me so <laughs> i get on and like of course if you can't afford gifts 
get what you can get, and of course your children will be happy. But these are people who are well enough off. So I tell them, you know, you guys are horrible people, delighting in this disappointment of these of your own children, nonetheless. Uh, I went ahead and threw in like, hey, there's no God in giving 10% of your money to a church. It's stupid. Uh, so they kicked me out of the group. Uh, we still kind of follow the program, uh, still budgeting and so on, but uh, I quit listening to the podcast um, because it got repetitive. His podcast, not yours. And, um, yeah, that was kind of the end of my run with that. So if you uh, – I don't know if his closest followers are an indicator of what kind of man he is, but uh, that's how it is. But love the show, guys. Uh, love the push for uh, getting more atheists in office. If there's anybody in the Fort Worth, area that needs some help, uh, find me on the Members Only Lounge, and uh, we'll try to put something together. Have a good one. What the hell <laughs> what is, is wrong a, with people? Dave Ramsey is literally telling his people to give shitty gifts to their kids, and that's good? Like, <sighs> like I'm not a big fan of spending exorbitant sums on your, on your children and, you know, lavishing gifts on kids, but why would you rejoice... In giving like something that's going to dis like what I, is that? I know. I I just I just honestly think that there is a major empathy problem within American Christianity, especially conservative yeah. Christianity. Like they just they they don't comprehend other people's feelings. I don't think or, it's so or, or, or weird. how damaging that that experience could have on on a kid, right? Yeah. Like they're going to be really resentful of that for years to come. If not, hold a grudge for <laughs> the rest of their lives. I would I have been think, pissed at my parents. I got to think, you know, good good financial advice is good financial advice. Sure. But, like, the, the advice that anybody gives you for getting out of debt is kind of going to be the same no matter which guru you go to. I would so think, yeah. Just find somebody who's not going to be, like delighting in children's misery at Christmas time. I think that's probably your better bet. Yeah. But I'm glad that you're getting out of debt, Barry. Well done. Yeah. No, it's, uh, that's one awesome. more email. This comes to us. Uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say who it is at the end. Uh, <laughs> Frank and Dan, while I watch the, the inauguration of Joe Biden and get inspired by the poem of Amanda Gorman, I can't help but be being concerned that we've elected another truly religious man <laughs> and at how this fact is getting emphasized by the media. I know Biden-Harris will be good for our country, but wonder what will happen when the religious nationalists flip away from our least favorite atheist, Donald Trump, and apply pressure on this administration. My paranoia is in no small part due to the finally finding the time to read The Founding Myth by Andrew Seidel, a book I learned about from TGIA podcast number 466. To my fellow listeners, this book is well-written and even an enjoyable read. It utterly destroys the arguments that, were, uh, that we were founded as a Christian nation. Thank you for bringing Mr. Seidel onto the podcast. I'm better off for it. Keep up the great work. Your Lord and Savior, Davis. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So uh, thank you, Lord, for uh, <laughs> writing in. Uh, we appreciate that. And yeah, uh, we are we, the, the latter half of our show is going to be sort of Delving directly talking that. about all of yeah. that stuff. So we, yeah. we will get to that. But yes, uh, very valid. Do we have any people we need to thank? We do, Dan. Um, and I want to start with a caveat here uh oh which is that um i may have been doing this wrong <laughs> okay i'm not sure um i was sort of pointed to um a different corner of the patreon page and it's showing me slightly different names than what i would than who i would have thanked this week oh my god patreon is great but like we we have we're we're patreon challenged as far as oh like God. our ability to use <laughs> this this back end and whatnot. Anyway, according to this, we have two new uh, deacons this week to thank. Okay. Um, we have Ryan and When We Think. Um, Great. So thank you to the both of you. Um, yes. We have a new uh, teacher to thank um, by the name of Kayla. 
Okay, we have a thank new you, Kayla. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, we have a new priest to thank. Donald. Thank you very much. Ooh. And a Donald for me to like. That's lovely. <laughs> I've had I've had a Donald to hate for so long. It's weird liking one, but wonderful. <laughs> and then uh, we have a new patriarch to thank. <gasps> patriarch. Wow. Daniel. Congratulations. Oh. You have the gift of of prognostication. Now. Yes. Yes. All of these people are receiving from us the holy priesthood. So amazing, you guys. Uh, congratulations to all of you. Some of you have the magic power of being able to move, to give uh, to pass bread to people. So that's amazing uh, in the Mormon church. Anyway, uh, thank you all so much. You are delightful and, uh, and the wind beneath our wings. We really appreciate all of this. And there's one more person. We do. There's our Lord and Savior, Dan. Deras. Thank you. Dan. Hello. Um, Are we still doing this? We're still on the show? <laughs> yep, we're still here. Is this thing on? <laughs> oh, oh, man. We had, oh, just the pomp and circumstance of an anonymous, a presidential inauguration, Dan. Oh, week. yes. Just Did you know that the word inauguration, mm-hmm. I, I, this is a TikTok that I saw, it comes from uh, birds. It's, it, it comes from people watching uh, birds for omens. Anyway, this it's, is, this it's, is a it's little definitely etymology has a Latin for everybody. root. Yeah. Um, I would think it probably has something to do with auguri, which is like, yeah. yeah. Huh. Anyway, uh, yes. We can't say it enough. I will not get tired of saying this for a very long time. Right. Joseph Biden is uh, was recently inaugurated to be the president of the United States of America, and Donald Trump left and went away, and uh, we, we won't hear from him for a while, I hope. Yeah. So uh, that's great. And yeah. the inauguration itself, uh, I... I was actually at one point moved to tears. Yeah, I will say, I know uh, when uh, when Kamala here. took the took took the oath of office. Mm, I was yeah. uh, it 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 was important yeah. to me, and I, uh, and I was crying. Yeah, I was misty through the through the whole thing, um, in part because like yeah, I you, like, I actually won't tell you. Actually, I will tell you what part I actually started crying, and it's a little okay. embarrassing. Because it's also the part that I liked the least. Okay. Please tell me that you started crying when uh, when country music star what's Garth Brooks started singing. Please tell me it was it then. It wasn't when he started singing. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's when he asked everybody to, to join in and sing. I don't know why Aww. that got me, right? Aww. Because it was just this idea of like, this is a collective healing moment. Yeah. And and it just and it hit me in that respect. Not that it was in the context of a religious song, which I was being bothered by. But yeah. like I'm sitting there and I'm listening to it and and then he 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 said that and I was just like like it I just I just started crying and it was amazing. But the the best and thing, Dan, about the entire thing um is it I learned just Joe Biden's middle name. Oh yes, which is uh, Robinette. Oh, I forget it. Yes, Robinette. That, yeah. Yes, I I was taken aback. I have to say, <laughs> I didn't I, know. When I first heard it, I was I was also just a little bit like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> Joseph. I'd heard Joseph R. Biden. Uh-huh. Never once wondered, you know, what the R was. You you just assume Robert. Robert. Just, yeah, definitely Robert. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, Robinette. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, what we wanted to get to mm. is that in spite of the deeply grateful and happy emotions that you and I were both <laughs> feeling throughout the entire thing, it was fucking chock full of Jesus bullshit. Yeah. Top to bottom. Like, literally, <clears throat> Biden spent m- 10 minutes blathering on about unity yeah 
and at the same time excluding at least a quarter of the country by doing all of this uh probably more considering that you know yes a, probably a quarter of the country doesn't believe in jesus uh or doesn't have any god really any religion and then there's a whole bunch of other people who you know don't who aren't christian yeah who have faith in something but it ain't christian so like garth brooks singing amazing grace yeah that's gonna fall pretty fucking flat for a lot of us I know. I, I thought that, you know, like, I mean, I hate that we're sort of accustomed to the idea that, you know, there's like an opening prayer and then a closing prayer, like these kind of things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's not like, aside from, you know, mentions of God and whatnot, it's not like, I mean, I actually thought like the, 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 the closing prayer, um, I can't remember the name of the, the pastor um, mm. who delivered it. I thought if if it had just been a speech, right? Yes, it would. It was. It was actually quite powerful, and he said a lot of like really good things in it. I thought in Agreed. the moment, I was just like, "Wow, this, is, damn, this guy can speak," and I would love to go hear him speak, right? Sure. Um, and uh, but it was you know in Jesus' name, <laughs> yeah. Know? And it's just like, ugh, why? Like, like this. Like, because here's the thing, like the night before, and I think this is the perfect way. This is how it works in my head and how I've worked it out in my head is the night before they did the vigil out on the mall, on the national mall, right? Out sure. in front of the, the Lincoln Memorial. Um, and there was, they brought on this nurse. Did you watch any of it? No. Okay. So anyway, so they bring on this nurse who's been working in a COVID ward in like Michigan or Minnesota. Uh, one of the M states that's somewhere in that part of the country. Um, sure. And um, and she, they had her on and she's to sing Amazing Grace, right? And at the time I was like, I was like, oh God, and sort of sat through it, right? And right. then when Garth Brooks starts singing Amazing Grace, I'm like, guys, like program this better, right? Like right? we've already heard this song sung in this in essentially this context right yeah and and then i was like no it it actually belonged the night before that was a vigil that was a moment yeah. of mourning and it wasn't an official act of the of the united states government it right. wasn't it wasn't this thing that is like mandated by the constitution that happens, right? I mean, a big giant ceremony like the inauguration is turned into, that's not part of it, but but the actual taking of the oath and everything, right? Like this, is right. The, and it's this, in sort of governmental and American democracy terms, it's a solemn moment. This is an incredibly yeah. moment or important moment in our democracy when this happens. And, and so it's not a religious expression. It's not, the, 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 why has it been turned into almost a religious ceremony? Because I remember as a kid, and I don't remember who it was for, whether it was Reagan or George, you know, H.W. Bush, but the Mormon Tabernacle Choir sang it at right. uh, one of the inaugurations. And I remember that everybody was all, you know, my, my mom was so moved that yeah. the, the Motab was there and everything. And, but it seems like everybody brings in these you know, choirs or singers to, to sing religious songs. Yeah. The battle hymn of the Republic is religious. It is religious. It's a religious song. It's not even, a, a, a pretending to be a national song, a yeah. song of, of, of patriotism or, yeah. or whatever. And that's, I remember it now. That's what the more Motab was there because they have that amazing, you right. know, rendition and everything. But um I don't know what but there's more. There's more than just the music because on it because Biden in his in his speech literally according to the Washington Post had more words relating to religion than any inaugural speech since Dwight Eisenhower. Jesus Christ. Are you serious? Yeah. 
It was all stuff, you know, he talked about faith all the time. He talked about his sacred oath before God and all of this stuff. It was just as Jesus-y as he could possibly make it. Now, I get it. The guy is probably the first, the, 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 like, we haven't had a president who actually, like, deeply believed in his religion yeah. probably since before Reagan. I don't know who. Like, yeah, you're you right, don't though. get the sense that any of these other guys were, like, are, like, super into it. And yeah. you know Joe is, like, all 100% on board Catholic. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's the, the depth of his... Uh, of his belief is is clear right yeah because because it's so out there uh, or, or so present right and it is so sincere there's nothing about it that seems fake or forced like he is a deeply religious man yeah and have i told you about and, the the story about uh uh jim bennett talking about his his dad bob bennett who was a senator here from utah right and his relationship with joe biden which was very uh pleasant and cordial hmm. uh, and and a friendship it was actually a you know a, a good friendship yeah and uh and every time they met they would just try to convert each other to their religions <laughs> to their respective religions <laughs> that's amazing but B- so, biden called him the bishop yeah but so it it is interesting though because it's like I, it sucks that we are so used to seeing, though, religious expression as part of our civic, you know, discourse, right? Yes. But this deeply religious man, in one of his executive orders that was issued yesterday, right, uh, Wednesday, um, day one, right, of his of his yeah. presidency, uh, the the one uh, that uh, ended the Muslim ban, right? Yeah. It includes a reference to it's, it's to non-believers, basically saying right. that we that we have we've we welcome you know people of all beliefs and non-believers as well to our country, and 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 it's like so that is not typical. That acknowledgement right. of our existence, yeah, is not something that I expect from our our federal government right right um and so i'm i i'm i'm in this place where it's like because you know like i think we're we're probably both on record that like i mean i'm not going to speak for you but my my thing is like i don't care if you're religious right as long as it's sincere and it's real and you don't come around and try to convert me or try to preach at me or try to take my rights away. Right. right. I don't as long care. as your religion isn't infringing on yeah. anybody else's rights and isn't uh and and you're not being a dick about it. Yeah. And so it's, there's something incredibly ironic about one of the most deeply religious presidents that we've had, you know, in forever, like you were saying. Um that it's the, it's the first administration where I feel like there's been at least a, a crumb right of acknowledgement of, right. of us it's and yeah. there's a lot obviously these are very very early days and there's a lot to be seen about how it's gonna play out and everything but like um i don't know i i i think it's weird but i'm not bothered by joe biden's uh <laughs> belief i'm not i'm not tremendously bothered because here's the thing we know that he's committed to to like being good to people yeah. like he's commi- he is committed for instance to women's health care and and the right to uh for women to govern their own bodies yeah. which is going directly against his own religious yeah. uh uh dogma yeah so i think i think he has his own moral compass and i think that it's set largely correctly yeah uh, I'm not going to guarantee that, but you know, for the most part, but it, you know, yes, yeah. but it, it definitely, the whole thing, it was such a strange experience, right. To be so relieved that, that, yeah. that here's this new, this new guy. Um, and 
then there's all this religious expression happening and everything, and it's a little distasteful. Um, and so it is a good reminder that we've got a, obviously a ton of fucking work to do, right? Yeah. Because we don't have to put up with this, right? We we need to be working toward the day when inaugurations are a, a, a purely secular, you know, um, event. You know, well, that it's that just, it's when just government an act is of purely government. secular. Yeah. Well, yes, of like, course. But I like I, it's <laughs> it's insane. Like we say, we don't have to put up with this. A, we've got the numbers yeah. that it's insane that we would even consider putting up with it. I know. And B, uh, it's not how our government was ever supposed to work. Yeah, exactly. It's been co-opted. Yeah. So, all right, there you go. Uh, there's work ahead, and uh, <laughs> and and you know, let's get to it. Uh, and I'm sure we pissed but, some people off. But also, like, feel free to take some time to really just let it sink in that Donald John Trump oh, is no longer isn't our fucking Isn't it just the president. best thing? It is the best thing. Oh, my God. Like, and that I, he is in trouble. Like, that shit's oh. going to ha- be happening to him. He's in legal trouble. He's in financial trouble. Like, oh. like this level of schadenfreude, this level of... Oh yeah, delight this is some next and watching level. somebody go go down. This yeah. is completely warranted. This is when it is good. Oh yeah, this is when, this is when it's okay. <laughs> when it is righteous. This is when it's demanded of one. <laughs> if we are to be good and wholesome people, it is demanded of us that we celebrate that oh. man going down. And the harder, the better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, listen, if you guys want to write into us and tell us why we're awful for saying that, yeah. please feel free to do so. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Hey, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. I am going to put up, as a, as a bait for you to go there, I am going to put up a video of all of the people predicting that uh, that jo- jo- that Donald Trump would win, uh, so go there, click the like button. <laughs> you can also join the members only lounge on Facebook by going to thankgodimatheist.com/members-only, and it'll take you over to the correct page. Uh, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine, fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And find and us thanks. on Twitter, guys. Oh, yeah, Twitter. Twitter, too. Twitter, yes. At TGI Atheist. There you go. Uh, thanks to all of you, friends, for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.